is a member of the Mice Chat Podcast Network. MicePod.com. Now, the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. Warning, this show contains childish adult content and is intended for immature, mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views spoken are ours and ours alone, not those of any other bugger. If you're easily offended, we strongly suggest finding another podcast. Everybody neat and pretty, then on with the show. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Let's put on the show. Growing older is mandatory. Growing up is optional. This After Dark, the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. Hello, hello. Um, welcome back to, uh, to 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 us to um, this after dark. Um, the first episode in a new series, series three, episode one. I'm Paul. I'm Nick Soapdish, whatever. I am still Great British Paul, not Scottish Independent Paul. Mm. Uh, yeah, and that's Craig. I'm Craig. Yeah, they know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that that was the music that we opened the show with from last series, because we haven't got round to doing it yet, because we need someone who can sing. We need you. We need this, this is like some sort of X Factor. Um, Diz After Dark's got talent. Well, that's great because I mean, see, keep talking. Well, I was going to say, I mean. I think these kind of um, X Factor auditioning style things work really well for podcasts, especially Disney podcasts. Yeah. He's yeah. off. So, yeah, well, he's, there's no stopping him once he's started. That's a pretty good impression of the pub singer you're doing there. Thank you. <laughs> well, thank you very much. I have been practicing. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, as I was saying, you know, I think we've proved time and time again that if there's one thing that Disney podcasts really succeed at doing, it's doing rip-off of talent show ideas to get people to do things for us. So, yeah. uh, with that in mind, um, yeah, if uh, if you think you've got the uh, the right kind of pipes, uh, get in contact we'll, with us. We'll make up some words to go along about being some Disney nerds doing yeah. a podcast, talking rubbish, and and you, all you have to do is sing it. Yeah, all yeah. you've got to do is read it. So yeah, yeah, that pretty much do, in fine. a timely fashion. Um, but there are a few things that aren't going to change with series three, like this one. We're in the mouse's head, gentlemen. What are you drinking? Well, uh, we're recording this on a school night. Yeah. Luckily for me, we're recording it on a school night. Well, I am not actually having to go into the office the next day, and I'm actually doing my other um, role in life, which is being dad. So I'm looking after little ones tomorrow. It is. It is. It's uh, now become my first, my, my favourite role, replacing the tiger role, which was my preferred role up until that point. Um, so for that reason, um, I've got myself a really nice cold uh, bottle of Pepsi Max Cherry, Aww. where I've added um, a lovely big dash of uh, Disarano. So, chin chin. Good chat. Mr D. <sighs> I'm a designated driver tonight, I'm afraid. I think we all so are, actually. I'm Mr. I'm Mr. Boring tonight. Um, I'm away from home. 
So I've got a cup of English breakfast tea. Oh, Jesus. That's how bad it is. Found next to the hotel kettle. Well, yeah, I didn't plan this very well. I could have run down to the hotel bar in my undies and my shorts and got myself something to drink, but I thought, yeah, no. I've got to be honest, I'm quite, I'm quite upset with uh, Paul's dismissing of the English breakfast tea. Now he's decided he wants to remain part of the United Kingdom. I would have been equally disgusted if it had been Scottish breakfast tea. It's the tea part, it's not the nationality that's the problem. If, if we're going to be xenophobic and slightly racist about it, Scottish breakfast tea is tenants extra, isn't it? Well, Scottish, bre- Scottish breakfast tea is probably deep fried, right? Just like the rest of the Scottish breakfast. I am actually drinking some Scottish tea. I am drinking Glenmorangie. Oh, lovely. I, 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 I looked around for something in the house that had some sort of connection with Florida. Um, so what I've got is I've taken tap water and I've run it through our water filter and I've called it Dasani. <laughs> And, and I've put some that we brought back from our last holiday, some Minute Maid Drops lemonade. Uh, and it's, yeah, we call it squash, but apparently it's a flavoured water enhancer. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't get this stuff. Like, I've, I've seen that we've started doing it. I, well, yeah. I didn't even know. I've never seen squash in America anyway, but um, I guess what you're talking about is one of these little potty things yeah. that you squeeze drops in. Yeah, yeah I, I've seen them over here recently and I can't get my head around it. We've had squash in bottles for years. What's the problem? Yeah. What do we need little drops I've, of it I've, for? I've got a Minute made lemonade because I, I was quite often in the heat of Florida drinking frozen lemonades. But I just, I just like the look of it. It's a flavoured water enhancer. When um, when you said you was looking for something that was uh, Florida-based, I was thinking maybe what you're going to do was add some uh, toothpaste to a glass of water, mix that up. No, no, I went down the Dasani route. Very good. Of, of yeah. taking tap water and bottling it. Yeah. If this was a universal podcast, that would be Gilly Water. That's true. <laughs> oh dear. Just okay, so Scotland, um etc. 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 What would have happened to the UK pavilion? If, if... Yeah, they didn't, they didn't chop it up, wouldn't they? Yeah. Would there did have they... been a Scotland pavilion? Yeah, because they've just got, got, rid of the, uh, got rid of the short bread and just put up knobs in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Some digestives. Yeah, we could, they could have turned the bandstand into the Scottish pavilion. <laughs> I... Just a little island by itself. You could yeah. smash all the windows in the telephone box uh, and here just... We go. <laughs> <laughs> I just spray it with wee. <laughs> and, and, and then deep fry it, of course. Cue it up and let it go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but as much as we could keep Anyway. Yeah, we could we could keep slagging off our, our uh, brethren up north. But rather than do that, let's yeah. do this. So we've been away for a while. Um, it's been a while. Um, as uh, as Stained once sung, um, but yeah, we've we've all been on uh, as uh, our American cousins would say, vacation. We have, uh, and we would say holidays. Or as one idiot in my office says, holly bobs. What's that oh, all about? Very much. Yeah, yeah. Oh, bobs. I've been on my Floridays. As someone else, you want to punch in the face. So we've we've all been on on various types of holly bobs. Um, Gentlemen, this is show title. Season three, Holly Bob. Only if you want to lose listeners. 
Jesus, we've got enough competitions. It is about making them leave in droves just because of this. We should go back to being a niche again. Yeah. But, um, the listeners. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, you gentlemen have all been uh, lucky enough to visit um, Orlando yep. and the surrounding yep. areas. Um, I've been lucky enough to also go and visit uh, Paris um, and the Disney area there. So, who wants to start? I'd well, like to hear about. Let's do it in chronological order. Yeah. Um, that's a big word for me, but then I am on. Chronological the is yeah. that age? Yeah, I am on. Well, I was thinking chronological as in the times who went there, and the first person to go was indeed Craig. It was indeed yes. Uh, we went on Holly Bob's in the mid-August. We we stayed in Port Orleans Riverside. We had the dining plan for the first week, and then the second week we stayed in a villa near Haines City. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I can't fault the dining plan. Anybody who moans about the dining plan needs a red feeling. Right, well, that's me. You need your head feeling. <laughs> I literally ate like a king for a week. Oh, but see, the thing is, that's, that's, to me, that's always the thing with the dining plan. See, my, my issue with the dining plan, when we've talked about this kind of thing before, is exactly that. To, to get the best out of it, you are going to have to eat like a king. You are going to have to make sure every meal you have is during time on, on property. Now, I'm guessing, and you're going to fill me in in a second, what you did for that first week staying at Port Orleans was you was on property for the entire week. Yeah, yeah, the entire there week. You go. So if you're doing that, it's perfect. I completely get why the dining plan works. Yeah. My problem with the dining plan is when people go for two or three weeks. Now, if I'm going to, t- like to Orlando for two or three weeks, I'm not going to, sp- as much as they'd love me to, I'm not going to spend my entire time there on Disney property, I am going to be going to other parks as well. And well, it's that, that point. That's, that's why we stayed in the villa for the second week to cleanse yeah. our colons. <laughs> I think the, ben- the benefits of that, though, are if you are going to stay on site for two weeks but visit other parks, you use those other park days to bring up your two di- yeah. your double dining credit. Mode yes. And eat in the really posh places. That's right. Yeah. So, uh, good strategy. I, it's, that's kind of adding up, but yeah, it does mean you do eat in Disney restaurants. We had breakfast up. with the princesses. We had dinner in Chef Mickey's, even a meal. Yeah. Uh, Where else did we eat? We sci-fi diner, all places we'd never eaten before. Mm-hmm. Tony's Town Square. The steak in there was to die for. Because, so, yeah, because you were staying on property, did you find it actually quite easy? Were you still getting the reservations 60 days in advance? Or did you find that even when you were on property, you could actually still get reservations and just change your mind as to where you wanted to be? Well, we, we booked up the 180 days and plus 10, isn't it? Yeah. So for that, on that first morning, 180 days out, we literally had everything planned out and we booked them. And we stayed. We stayed to it. We didn't deviate. Yeah, that, that, that's my major bugbear with everything, including the fast passes. But we'll come to that in a. Yeah. We'll come to that a bit later on because I think I can I can see where this show's going to go with regards to that. So, you know, just 
Well, on the Dino plan, though, we we did change quite a few things when we were there, and we didn't have any problem getting reservations or delaying reservations. Yeah. Uh, it was never a problem. But we did go a little bit later. We were there really from the 29th of August through until the 16th of September. Yeah. And that is, if you look at touring plans, that is the, the least crowded time of the year. It didn't look like it. It didn't feel like it. Um, but you turned up at places or when you looked at queues on rides, you could see that it was quiet. Yeah. So the, the, there were there were four of you, Craig, weren't there? You, yeah. your wife, and your two girls. Yeah. So, uh, how old are you girls? Ten and five. Excellent. They enjoyed every minute of it. Our Eve was a bit miffed that she was an adult, so she kept having panic attacks on the dining plan because she she wanted the uh, the kids menu. Yeah. But the the cast members uh, were able to. Uh, Reassured us, she could have kids stuff, but it had to be of an adult portion. <laughs> <laughs> the, it, it's unbelievable, isn't it? A ten-year-old is an adult, yeah, and yeah. Uh, you know, but he loved it. Yeah, the the whole holiday was fabulous. Who did he fly with? Thomas Cook, yeah, or, or Thomas Cook. It depends which way you. Was it, was that the Dreamliner? No, it was an A three thirty. It was rubbish. I had to sit at a 45-degree angle in my seat on the way out. So I ended up in, in Orlando with bed sores. Can we just point out, for anyone that has been unfortunate enough to have never met the man, the myth, the legend that is Mr Craig Lucas, that he is seven foot six. Yeah. So, you know, when we're talking about this kind of thing, you know, it's his own bloody fault. Let's just, let's just make that apparent, yeah? That is correct. She she had to go and get me the fat strap. <laughs> seven, seven foot six and not a basketball player. There's a, no. reason, there's a reason you're a train driver. It's because it's got the horsepower to move you. Yes, exactly. And the headroom. <laughs> the headroom, yes. Yeah. Oh, so you flew out of Thomas Cook, then straight into the um, Portland Riverside for a. I saw your photographs. Were you in one of the? Um... The yeah, rooms as well. we were in a themed room, we upgraded, um, and the girls, we didn't tell them, and uh, they were blown away. Oh, you, you upgraded yourself, you weren't, you didn't get an upgrade? You, you no, no, we, we paid to be extra, okay. yeah, and it, so, it was it was fabulous, but what I will say is the rooms are exactly the same as what you get in a motel on International Drive. Yeah. They're just better decorated. Beds in a shower. Yeah. So, um, what was the actual theme of, of these rooms? Uh, it was um, Princess and the Frog. Mm-hmm. And, the pri- and the princesses, basically. And it, all the princesses were represented. And um, the, the magic carpet was on the floor. Uh, there was pictures of all the princesses around the room. Then above every bed was an LED firework display. Wow. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a lovely room. I mean, one thing that they did, our Eve bought an Olaf doll, mm. or plush, yeah. on the first day, and spilled a strawberry all down it. Got, got st- strawberry juice all down them. Mm. And she, she left them in the room, and uh, one of the cleaners swapped them out for a brand new one. That's oh, amazing. Excellent. You know, that's really good. That's phenomenal, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. 
the new one had its left foot hanging off and stank it down. <laughs> but apart from that, we were made up. It's in made in China. And, and yeah. the, kid, the kid in the room next to you had their, uh, their yeah. Olaf doll replaced with one with strawberry stains down it. Yeah. And it's a shame because it would have made such a good Halloween. Tarzan, Tarzan's back in. Um, <laughs> it would have made it would have made a really good Halloween item. Yeah, wouldn't it? Yeah, bloody Olaf. Olaf, yeah. 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 Um, I think I think you've hit on something there, though. The kid, the, the kid that got the uh, strawberry, the strawberry Olaf, that they're the parents that didn't tip the maid about his kid. True, true. So that was a week. Yeah. Uh, did you have car hire for the for that week as well, or did you really yes. have transport? No, no, we had car hire. We took advantage of the uh, free parking yeah. for the you know the Disney parks for that week, which more than paid for over half of the, the car hire. We use Alamo Brits what, website. What what made just what made you use the actual car just because you had it and you wanted to drive in America, as opposed to the buses, or did you find he hired a tank? Yeah, well, we got we got a seven-seater, actually, yeah. It was a house on wheels. But purely because when you're coming out of the parks and you're in that crowd, yeah. uh, I just couldn't be bothered with queuing up to get on the buses. You know, we, we knew where we ca- our car was. We knew... In the we car could, park. Exactly. And we could just go and get it, and boom, we were back in the room. Although Disney property is like a great big maze. Yeah. <laughs> And I did spend many a happy hour driving around with tears running down. <laughs> Lost. One, one, one asleep wife, two asleep children. Yeah. White snakes, well, yeah, white snakes, here I go again on my own play. Very well, quietly. We used the um, Alamo Brits website and uh, we did the uh, fast pass for it. So you literally you walk off the airplane and you just go and pick your car up. You, you don't go and have to check in or any like that and listen to all the the bowl of yeah. the upsell. So you're straight out the airport. And like I say, the parking was free for that week, $17 a day saved. And Thomas Cook mm. into uh, Orlando, or was that into Sanford? Into Orlando, yeah. Okay. The flight itself wasn't, a, it was a lovely flight, it was nice, but um, I just had issues. I, I paid extra for the legroom seat, and uh, it was narrower than all the other seats on the plane. So my childbearing hips couldn't uh, fit in. And every time I, I moved my left arse cheek, I turned the light on and called for the attendant. Really <laughs> <laughs> changed the picture on that button. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the second week, so, so you were all Disney parks the first week? You stayed. Yeah. Because sure. you were on Disney property, you stayed up, you did all the Disney parks that first week? Yeah. We did half a day at Animal Kingdom because that's all it merits. It's just crap, but... Oh, poor yeah. Animal Kingdom. No, it is. I'm not being funny. I can't wait for Avatar Land. It's oh. like... Animal Kingdom is the red-headed stepchild of Disney parks, isn't it? Let's be honest. Yeah, totally. It's got two rides and an exit. No. And they're, they're the best no, bits. No, no. They're doing it down. The thing is, I agree. I, I mean, I love the theme of Animal Kingdom. I think it's a great-looking park. Yeah. But you know what? It's a little. Animal Kingdom is a little bit like a supermodel, isn't it? Like it looks stunning, and then unfortunately, you start to try and unravel what's inside and realise it's empty. It does. It does need more. No doubt about it. It does need more. It's going to get more. 
Yeah, it's, it's not a pants film. Yeah, yeah. In, in Imagineers We Trust, but... Yeah. But not really. Yeah. But, no, that's one. But, but we stepped up and go, really? Pandora? I think if the same film bombs, it's going to be... You know what they should have had instead of Avatarland? Hat Banatarland. I don't know what attraction you'd have put in there. Just one I think around, you know, Love is a Battlefield or whatever, but, you know, why not? It's going to be as well remembered in 20 years' time. Yeah. I think we sell it now, you know, Avatar 2 and 3 and 4 could make 50 million billion dollars at the box office. Um, but, you know, at the moment, you know, they've really got to do something. Anyway, we could talk about yeah. that all night, so, so, so let's not bother. So the second week? Yeah, second week we were in a villa. So straight away, we checked into the villa and then checked straight out and went and stayed at Universal for a night. Was that deliberate or are you, or is there an element of, of sarcasm and disappointment? Uh, we were not disappointed by the villa. It was a nice villa, but it wasn't Disney. Okay. So, so as you walked into the villa, you were like, hmm, my bed hasn't been... Where, where's my towels made into the shape of animals? You know, it just wasn't Disney. I can uh, teach you how to make a, a, a chicken out of some towels. Well, yeah, we'll put it in the post and we'll we'll do it. And yeah, I'll send have some instructions. Disney every day in our house. But we stayed in Universal to get advantage of uh, the early check-in and all that to get to uh, the new Harry Potter land. Yeah. Which was uh, fabulous. But also underwhelming. So, for, for anyone that's anyone that's not seen um, the posts that were on, and you should have done anyway. If you listen to this show, you should be following us on social media. But in case you're not, um, well, yeah, we didn't see that at the start. Never mind. It's series three. But yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know where we are. Yeah, yeah we're here. You listen to us. And if you're not listening to us, what are you doing? Um, if, you're, if you're still listening to us, you know where to find us. If you've got that sort of stamina. Yeah, yeah. or, or how to get how to get rid of it. So uh, for those who didn't see, uh, Mr. Lucas described, and let me, if I'm quoting you wrong, please correct me because I'm paraphrasing here. But you described Diagon Alley as um, one of the best shopping centres you've ever seen. Yeah, it was the best themed Walmart I've ever been in. <laughs> <laughs> and the Malabies hate me for it. I've been disowned at UUOP, and but I don't. Frankly, I don't care. The, the ride itself is a bastardised version of Spider-Man, uh, The Mummy and Transformers. So you go on a roller coaster to a great big screen, you see a bit of stuff, then you go on a roller coaster to another screen, you see a bit of stuff. It's a fabulous ride, and at the all, time... All the having to wear 3D glasses. Yeah, so you're trying to keep your glasses on your face. You know, and... It's a, it's a fabulous ride. It's not the best ride. At the time, I said it was the best ride in Orlando, but I've slept since then. It's a good ride. <laughs> C- certainly not an ET. Greg, Greg, didn't you think that, you know, we didn't do any, we didn't watch any videos or anything like that before we went. Yeah. But when we were waiting in the queue, 
you've got all these warnings about this is a high-speed roller coaster. Yeah. Um, don't go on it if you've got a neck injury or an ingrown toenail or anything. You know, it's going to be really dangerous. Yeah. And then you get on it, and if they hadn't told me that, I would have probably been really happy with the ride because it is a great ride and it is really clever. But the roller coaster bits that there are, it isn't really a roller coaster. There isn't enough of the roller coaster. No, so, it's not. To some extent, I thought they shot themselves in the foot. Yeah. I don't understand why you walk through the bank, you go down in a lift, and then you walk up three flights of stairs. <laughs> that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's the hydrolator syndrome, I think. Well, what if you're disabled and you're in a wheelchair and you go down in a lift? Did he, did he put you in another lift? <laughs> he disapparates straight out of the ride. That's, that's yeah. the black cover. Just messing with your head. And because you because we got in early, we were almost herded through, so you didn't get to appreciate any of the fantastic theme. And it is, it's phenomenal. Diagon Alley is phenomenal. But it's just shops. It's just people in wizard hats trying to sell you crap. Yeah. Stuff that when you get home, you'll sell at the car boot sale for 50p and someone will snarl at you for buying it off you. Sounds a little bit like going to Morocco. But uh, <laughs> probably not as well, you know, probably better thing than Morocco. No but, one was uh, buying anything in the shops. I walked in all the shops and people were taking pictures of the merchandise. Do you mean buying anything? See, this is what I found when we went to um, Hogsmeade. When we first went to Hogsmeade, and that was about four or five months after it opened. And, I mean, we, we did come back with stuff. We like Harry Potter, so I'm still staring at an unopened bottle of pumpkin juice from 2010. Mm. The a box. I mean, it's, it's never been opened. It's actually, it's probably still okay to be fair, but I'm not touching it. Um, this or that. I know when that. We good. Yeah, maybe it's I should fizzy now. On, the next, on the next show. Um, <laughs> that would get me drunk. Uh, we've still got our our everlasting, uh, our every flavour beans. Um, we had a chocolate frog. That is one of the things we actually ate. And to be honest, for a ten dollar bit of chocolate, it was cack. But you're not paying for the stuff because of the quality of it. You're paying for the stuff because it is what it is. Mm-hmm. And it is merchandise to shift because you're fans of the film. You know, you want to have, you know, the drink they have in the film. You want to have the beans. You want to have the chocolate frog and the, and the 3D card that comes with it. You know, the stuff like you see in the film. You do want to buy the ones. Yeah. But uh, so as much as you buy stuff like that, at the same time, you know, we took pictures of that stuff. We took pictures of stuff that we wouldn't dream of buying, like golden snitches and uh, the the book thing, the yeah. bitey, growly book thing. Wizards, um, wizards robes, which yeah. you and buy them course, to wear around Hogsmeade or you buy them because you might have a fancy dress party to go to at some absolutely. point. Absolutely. And of course, they had the wizard sleeves as well, but yeah. that's, that's something else to talk about. And um, it's a little bit like, I mean, again, when I was there, and The Simpsons had not long opened, and I almost bought uh, a Quickie March shirt. Hmm. And I was going to buy it, and I can't remember, it was about $50, $60, whatever it was. And I was just thinking, I was, I was like, oh, wow, this is great, going to go and buy it. And he said to me, in real life, when are you going to wear that? Yeah. And I thought, she's got a point, you know. And I love those robes. Those robes, especially the deluxe robes, are really good. You know, they're oh, fairly well made. I just see you walking around West Ham. 
in your Addy Potter robe. I've walked around there in worse, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and probably more makeup on as well. But, um, but again, it's like we don't, it's an expensive, it's an expensive bit of clothing that you're probably never going to wear again. Um, you know, if you buy like a t-shirt or something like that, you're probably going to wear that. You know, I've got a Harry Potter t-shirt, which I wear every now and again. Mm. But I would, I've worn that it's probably ten hundred more times than I would have done um, if I bought the the gown. So that's the thing. Like the stuff, the stuff isn't always terribly terribly made or anything like that. But it's a bit expensive for what it is, and it's just not that practical. So it's more the novelty of seeing it. But if they're not turning that into sales, that is a worry. I mean, seem to be a lot of people buying the interactive ones. That's just what I was going to ask. Well, the, the hell is that working? Yeah, the problem okay. is we, we were out with some friends of ours who, um, Donna occasionally listens to the podcast. But Hi, Donna. Hi, Donna. Um, but they, you know, their, their daughter went through the, same age as our eldest, seven years old, went through the um, Ollivander's shop and interactive and then came out the other side and picked a wand and paid for it. And at no point did the um, assistant say, are you sure you want this one and not the cheaper one? So she paid the full whack for the interactive one and came out and showed it to my daughter. And my daughter went, oh, I went, um, you know that's interactive, don't you? Is it really? Wow. What can I do with it? Well, you wave it at a window and stuff happens. Okay. Didn't do any of it. Eventually took it back into the shop and said, can I have the non-interactive one and $10 back, please? <laughs> it's a stick with a battery in it. It isn't. It's not, not battery operated. Oh, right. All it, oh. Is, all, all it, all it is, apparently, is a infrared reflective tip to it oh. and some sensors and cameras in the window that show it. So I've actually got one of the, the Chimera ones, that the battery operated, that are I can program them as a remote control so I can actually yeah. operate my telly from them yep. turn the volume up by twisting it and turning it down by flicking it and things like that so that's really quite cool and that is a lot more interactive than a wand with a that's identical with the exception it's got a small reflective tip to it what well, one thing I've got to say though did, did you guys do the show in Ollivanders yeah yeah well I've got to say, I mean, I, I suppose it depends because I know there's three different ones, mm. but we only did it once, and the guy that did it was amazing. I thought he was absolutely fantastic. The fellow I mean, we had whispered. Nah, this guy. I mean, he was he was definitely a professional actor. This wasn't just like a cast member that they've trained up. Yeah. This guy was amazing. I mean, it was only a little short, and it lasts about five minutes or or something like that. But it was really, really good. So is this is this like um, is, this, is this show like what they had in Hogsmeade where it's exactly, exactly the same? Is yeah. same? Okay. The, yeah, shelf, the I, shelf wobbles, something breaks. See, I, I like that. I thought you pick really two cool. balloon heads, wear an Harry Potter gear, and add them at the front. And my girls were there like that pickles, pickles, and I was so relieved that they didn't pick them because <laughs> I was not buying them sixty dollars plastic stick. Oh, I got suckered. <laughs> Good lad. <laughs> so, so that that's pretty much what Craig got up to two weeks. Yeah, two weeks, three weeks, two weeks. Two, two, two weeks. Yeah. yeah. And then I believe Mr. Boniface, were you next? Uh, we were, yeah. So we flew out British Airways. Oh. 
Someone's getting paid the big bucks. Oh, yeah. Air miles. I, 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 I rather, half of it was air miles, but I, I rather hoped, you know, that uh, they, they would treat their gold executive club members nicely. But BA have a really, really weird policy where executive club members are only allowed one guest in the lounges. So we turned up at Gatwick Airport on the morning and I thought, well, look, I'm on holiday. Any chance you could let myself, my wife, and my two children into the lounge? No. Did you pay for No. Sorry, we're expecting... I looked in, the, looked in, the lounge was empty. We're expecting a few international transfer flights coming in. Um, we'll be very busy soon, so no. So, okay, that was the first lounge. So I went to the standard galleries lounge, the, the everyone else lounge, and I asked, looked in, empty. Nope, sorry, you and one guest. Really? So uh, I can take my wife in, she can go and use the toilet and have some free drinks. Can you look after my children for me, please? <laughs> um, she went to mumble something, um, at which point I started having a hissy fit at that time in the morning. I went, well, in that case, I'm flying Star Alliance from now on, uh, which didn't help. The girl behind the counter went, well, you're more than welcome to do that, sir. She was quite calm about it. But my wife dragged me off, and luckily, my wife, being in the holiday trade, knows some people who know some people. We walked down to the, uh, the standard number one lounge, and my wife just opened her mouth and went, yes, uh, so-and-so from some company said I could just come in and have a look around. Would you like to see my business card? And the girl behind the desk went, yeah, come in, all four of you. In you come, sit down, have a bite to eat, have, have some drink. It's like, so I'm an executive club gold member doing the do you know who I am bit and get spurned by British Airways. And my wife walks up and goes, can we just come in and have a look around? And they go, yes. Man, they sound like they're treating you like a bell-in member. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's a big black mark against my name whenever it comes up on the tickets. Don't let him anywhere. And let me point out, that's not because that's what I think of you, because I definitely don't, but it's what they made you sound like. Yeah. I punched them in their face. So it's like, thank you very much, B.A. That's, uh, yeah. I, I was less than impressed oh, by that. But the number one... Surprised. Yeah, the number one lounge, very, very nice indeed. So we had a nice view. Um, got on the plane. Uh, World Traveller Plus. Ooh. Premium economy. Um, quite nice. Good flight out, kids were behaved, got to the got to there. We were in a villa the whole two weeks. Um, I know exactly where Craig's coming from because previously we've done on site for the entire two weeks, but we were out for three weeks this time in a villa. I thought you meant Liverpool. <laughs> I know Sorry. where he's coming from, I know Liverpool, yeah. Ferry across the Mersey. <laughs> well, we'll stop talking about Beatles in a second. Um, I've never driven one. <laughs> uh, so yeah we picked up the hire, car hire again the car hire is something I, I end up doing with work quite a bit so I've got a club card thing with Avis got to Avis straight through out the other side my name's on a little LED board saying go to, go to this space I had booked a Ford Ranger or something which is quite a small 4x4 little thing um, but we got to the bay and there's this, as Craig's described it, a house on wheels. <laughs> Absolutely enormous Ford Explorer thing. Ooh. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, didn't even need the key. All I had to do was get close to it and it unlocked it. Just lock it. Press the button. Yeah. <laughs> Look at it in a funny way and it'll break. Look at it. 
normally and it'd start for you, that sort of thing. So we didn't have a problem getting all of our suitcases in there. Um, and to the villa, which uh, belonged to a, a friend of mine on Facebook. So very nice, very clean. Uh, it's in the we were we were staying in the Lind Lindfields area, which you can almost see. We, we had some friends at, out at the same time that I was saying, and they were staying out down the 27. And you can see how Orlando has the whole 192 area has expanded as the resort has expanded, because you can see where some of the houses and villas are a bit 1980s as you get closer. Yeah, yeah. They're building the newer places further out and further out and further out down the 27. Um, but, yeah, going down the Sherberth Road entrance, uh, we were five, ten minutes away from any of the parks. Wow, we, we were good. We were one of the only, you know, we're the only villa I've ever stayed in where they advertise ten minutes from the parks and they actually mean it, as opposed to the ten minutes from the bottom of World Drive plus the extra half an hour to get there that we're not telling you about. <laughs> so, we did that. Um, I... Uh, oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not admitting to anything, but if I were to stay there again, what I would go and get is, off of eBay, some sort of diamond parking pass. Ooh. I, I, I personally didn't have one, but I really would have had one if I had the chance to not be fraudulent. Diamond parking pass? Yeah, it's a little parking pass you get for booking your vacation through the AAA. Mm -hmm. the, the American or something or other, I don't know. And you put it on your dashboard, and as you go through the gates, there's a blue marker. And it's in pretty much every Disney resort, it's the next parking down from the disabled parking. So there wasn't anywhere we would have parked if we'd have had a pass like that. Um, Do you still have to pay for parking with one of us? You still have to pay for parking, yes. Right. Just gets you it just, preferential. It, 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 it would just get you preferential parking a little bit closer to the front gate, so we didn't have to. Right. So, so you wouldn't have had to get on a tram if you had a parking pass like that. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, what, basically what you're saying is is that your holiday would have been improved had you been able to have access one of these things a bit closer if, to the yes if yeah one, if, if they were yeah if they were if they easily were, if they were easily available attainable yeah. 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 yeah or anywhere or anywhere at all but yeah. I would but you know obviously that would be classified almost as fraudulent if you were to buy it and not have got your holiday through and etc etc not be a member of the AA because they are non-transferable and of course you know just to, to point out as well other ways of parking are available i know we wanted to get rid of this catchphrase <laughs> but i think there are certain times when, where it's when, when it our, lawyers, our, our lawyers yeah, are saying we uh, have yeah. we have a, a legal right yeah. to, to say that um, um yeah. good okay well that's interesting for people to know if they're ever in that situation so, so yeah again disney parks where to start? Uh, new Fantasyland. Fantastic. Absolutely incredible. Yeah. Um, there were little bits that I was a bit confused about and that threw me a little bit in that in one instance we queued for nearly an hour and a half for what I thought was going to be the Little Mermaid ride because I've been on the one at Disney's California Adventure. And we got all the way through, 
and it was actually a meet and greet with Ariel. We walked on. We just walked into it. Oh, yeah. I didn't realise it was the next door down. We yeah. spent an hour and a half in a queue to meet and greet Ariel and then walked on to the Ariel ride next to it. I think that's bad. Someone waited an hour and a half to meet me at Disneyland Paris. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, for, for most of the, the time we were trying to book, because we weren't staying on site, we could only start booking 30 days in advance for all our fast passes. Yeah. Somebody wrapping the Christmas presents. I'm just wrapping up a uh, shepherd's pie that I cooked today to put it in the fridge. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. go off. Because we, we could only book 30 days out, every single fast pass that we would have actually wanted was gone. Was gone. Yes. We, we couldn't get Anna and Elsa. We couldn't get Mind Train. We couldn't, yeah, we could barely get Big Thunder Mountain. So, so with, with that in mind, and I mean, also, Mr. Dolan, you can jump in here. I feel like a referee in yeah. a way because I, I'm completely departed from this because I've not experienced it, and <laughs> unfortunately, financial reasons means it's not going to be for a while. Um, but obviously, you know, we're going to talk about the elephant in the room known as uh, Fast Pass Plus. Now, on a on a personal level. As, as a dad with a very young child who at this moment in time, the only thing that matters in her life is probably Mickey Mouse and Olaf. He's not obsessed with Anna and Elsa yet. But um, looking at things from an outside point of view, I would be devastated if I had to turn around to uh, my daughter and turn around to her and say that um, I'm really sorry, we're here, and I know you can see them, but we're not actually able to meet them. So what I wanted to ask you, Paul, was uh, with that in mind and not being able to get the fast passes, were you still able to do the meet and greet with Anna and Elsa? Dum, dum, dum. <gasps> that, that's almost a professional segue that I could have queued you up for, but didn't. Um, no. We were... On one of the times we were walking past and we kept coming back to go on the mine train and it kept... It, it was tech a lot of the time we were there and we were walking past one day and both of my girls are frozen fanatics so I had the younger one dressed as Anna the, the younger sister in her Anna dress and the older one dressed as Elsa and we were walking past the mine train going oh is it open now is it open now and one of the cast members um whose name escapes me but I've written it down and I've got to write a letter of thanks to him and even mention him in the show notes if I can find a bit of paper I wrote it on um, actually started talking to us and said no nah, it's, it's down at the moment we have no idea how long it is and started talking to my girls and started talking to them as Arna and Elsa so he said have you met them yet? they're friends of mine and they went no we haven't but we didn't think anything further of it. And we went, well, how long do you think it will be? Uh, well, I don't know, and I can't even tell you. I've been told, you know, management say, I cannot give you a time because then you'll be sitting here waiting for half an hour and you know, we get sued for you waiting and stuff like that. So we walked off. And then we heard someone running up behind us and just walking. So I turned around and went, oh, hello. He went, yeah, I was just walking this way to check something out. And he looked at the time, and it was something like 85 minutes in the queue time. He went, hang on a minute. And he walked up to the cast member on the door, and he just checked something with her. And he, he had some multi, some in-park fast passes. 
that can be used for any ride. And he just signed it and he just went, they're supposed to be used for rides. Just let me check. So he had to check with the cast member on the Arna and Elsa front desk, uh, whispered something to her, uh, at which point he gave it, gave the cards to us and she whisked us straight in and our girls got to see Arna and Elsa. Beautiful. And it was like, wow, okay, yeah. thanks. I wasn't expecting it. We weren't expecting that. We didn't ask for it. Um, was it because I had a Disaster Dark t-shirt on at the time? Of I I, yeah. Ego would like to say possibly yes, but I think that's Big just... sweaty armpits. <laughs> you know the no. one you've seen you mean, the photo. You mean the story for you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, you're one of those guys. He was a pity fast pass. Yeah. He was like, oh, I really enjoyed Disney Brit, but I feel <laughs> just, sorry for this just, garnish. Just, just, to get, just to get rid of these guys. Go on, go away. Um, so, yeah, so they got in to see them and uh, that made their day, so that was great. So a bit but, of Disney magic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that, that, that made me think more about the other, the Fast Pass Plus system. Mm. I mean, I don't like it to start with, anyway. Mm. But I think, obviously, there's a marketing ploy that if you want to stay on site, you get 60 days. And <coughs> as, as Craig's I view, I can see this going down the route of, yes, but if you're staying in a you know, deluxe resort, you get six fast passes if you're staying in a moderate you get four and if you're staying you know down the low end you might just get the three at 60 days but if you're staying on site now 30 days and it's just the three of them mm. I, can, I can see it going that route if they're not going to start charging for an extra three I think days. I really do think you can go on the tour and plan website yeah. Yeah. and plan out your entire day right Yep. You, without using any fast pass, you can have your day mapped out for you. Yeah. All Disney have to do is take that and transfer it over to fast pass and put a price on it. Yeah. And I swear to God, I wouldn't pay for it every day, but I would pay for it certainly on the first day of the holiday. Yeah. Magic Kingdom, the, the, fast pass plus, boom. Yeah, as, as well as these 60, 30 day debacle that meant I couldn't get the fast passes I wanted which also meant that nor could anyone else who wasn't staying on site so mm. Big Thunder Mountain had a fast pass queue for it yeah. in, in, in Epcot you know, queue to get, get on the spaceship here yeah there's, there's a queue to get on spaceship <laughs> Earth because of everyone who had to book at 30 days had to get a fast pass for that because Soren was gone yeah. and it's, it, it, it added queues where queues aren't never used to be but not only that, the app doesn't, especially on my iPhone, I, I don't like carrying my iPhone in the parks anyway. I use a proper camera, and I want to leave my phone at home. But I had to carry it around with me, which is tricky because it's not waterproof, and I want to go into the water rides in any other park. So, okay, I've got to carry my phone around with me, fine. I put it in my pocket. I booked three fast passes for the day. It doesn't tie in with your calendars and your alerts. So it doesn't actually tell you, you know, 15 minutes in advance of your fast pass do, time coming it up. It doesn't even give you a, a notification. No. Oh, no. God. What it, was it, that? It, Someone's walked forward down the stairs. Paul, it, it, are you okay? I'm, I'm fine. I'm still here. Other Paul. Other, other Paul, are you okay? No, no. I'm okay. Hamza <laughs> <laughs> Dumpy, Dumpy's still on his wall. Yeah. He's filled his sweet tea. So the, the, the next natural step should be that the app will give you alerts. Yeah. Because what I liked about the old system 
Okay, it might not be very green and eco-friendly to keep giving these bits of cardboard away, but you get a bit of cardboard with a time on it, and that's a reminder. And then whenever you get your pockets out, or you have your little fast-pass plastic thing on your lanyard with your pins on it, you get those, and you look at them, you go, yep, I've got that one at 2 o'clock, that one at 3 o'clock, and that one at 4 o'clock, whatever. Now there's no reminders. So the amount of fast passes that I think I booked, but then I missed, by not turning up for the slot, because I didn't get a reminder. And then I go, I'm sure I was due on Big Front Room, didn't it, 3 o'clock? Just let me check. Oh, damn, yeah, missed it. Never mind. So I've missed my slot, and that's wasted a fast pass that someone else could have had. And the same thing happens if you decide to go, actually, this part's rammed. I can't get any rides I want to go on. Should we just? And it's tipping down with rain. Should we just go home? Yeah, damn. Lost it. That's two or three fast passes that someone else could have had. And now, you're used to, with the cardboard, bit of cardboard, you could make a bit of Disney magic yourself, like that cast member did for us. On the way out, I've got a fast pass for Rock and Roller Coaster and I'm not going to use it. Here you go. Help yourself. Uh, and we, we had that. I remember the last time we went there, um, yeah. Toy Story Mania. Yeah. I think we had fast passes for, I don't know, I think, uh, you know, that time of the day as well. Like, we got in there at Park Open yeah. pretty much and we still couldn't get a pass before 8 o'clock. Yeah. And uh, at some point, about 2 in the afternoon or something, somebody said, oh, if you're interested, we're leaving the park now. We've got fast passes for Toy Story at four o'clock if you want them, have them. Yeah. So we then paid it forward. We then yeah. found someone didn't have fast passes for Toy Story at all and yeah. gave the, you know, articles. Yeah. So, a, you know, a, you're a able bit, to pay it forward. Yeah, a little bit of Disney magic for someone, which you can make it yourself. But That's right. What are you going to do now? Just stand around at the gate of Toy Story Mania or Rock and Roll Coaster and go, look, I've got this on my app. I'm just about to cancel it. If you're quick... You might be able to book it because I've cancelled it. Mm. Unless, you know, two iPhones with some sort of bump app that just shuffle fast pass from one person to another, which is the next step up. But, yeah, I've, I'm not a big fan of the current fast pass plus methodology, and I think they've made a complete pig's ear of it. Now, Craig, you think the complete I, opposite. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. My iPhone 5, we didn't take a camera on holiday. We just took the phones. When you've got your 3G disabled and you're just running off the Wi-Fi, the phone keeps its charge literally all day. So we were coming out of the parks at 10 o'clock at night with 70% charging. So we were taking photographs with it. I was checking the fast passes with it. The, the problem starts once you've used your three fast passes. And then you have to go and queue up at the booths, which have got a 20-minute wait just to go and use a booth to select a new fast pass. Yeah. That's where the problem starts. But for us, I mean, the day we, we had the Diz After Dark meetup, we got our three fast passes at the start of the day all out the way. We did seven fast passes that day. Hang, hang on, can I just interrupt a second? So there was a Diz After Dark meetup. Yes. And I wasn't there. Well, we no, bumped into I wasn't there. <laughs> Just me and Craig, really. We had our <laughs> T-shirts on. Yeah. <laughs> no, I did see some pictures, which was, which was very good, and I wasn't jealous at all. But, Just a question, though, Craig. Did anyone actually say anything about your T-shirt and recognise it? No. I don't think we've got any listeners. Other than I bumped into Caitlin. Yeah. I kept trying to bump into Caitlin, but she's like the shout-out for Caitlin. <laughs> but... She's here, 
She's there. She's every. I'm working in Port Orleans, Riverside. All right, okay, I might bump into you there. I'm on the front gate at Magic Kingdom. What are you? Special. Special, yeah. Disney Special Forces. Yeah, SAS. <laughs> so, yeah, we. That, that was the Disney parks. Um, the new Fantasyland, brilliant. Um, Disney's Hollywood Studios with its extra frozen pieces. Um, again, going at the time of year we did, which was the end of the summer holidays, it was still absolutely heaving. I was so busy. Um, again, there's some work needing done there. Um, I'm not surprised they've closed the uh, backlot tour now. Uh, look forward to what's coming there. We went to go on that, and we changed our minds because I needed a poo. I got picked as the man who cleaned the boat. Oh. I cleaned the boat. I cleaned the boat for you. Yeah. Yes, I cleaned the boat for you. Real good, messer. <laughs> That's going to get me in trouble. Isn't it? That was it. <laughs> wax on, wax off. What, uh, what, what, what? Where are we at now? What time are we at now? Yeah. Is it time? Is it time to to end this episode and encourage conversation on in a following one? Or we've still got some time. I, I, I can still see that we've got some time at the moment. Okay, um, cool. I was just looking at a, a good time to, to maybe break here. this. No, 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 break it. I think I think you know. Well, I, I just, Mr. Dolan's not starting. No, I'm no, not starting. No, we, we've got you two to come. I just wanted one more. The actual highlight of our three-week vacation. Was a yellow one or? It was nice. It was a bright yellow one. Uh, no, Kennedy Space Center. Oh. I was absolutely so impressed with the place. I didn't expect to be. I expected it to be. Oh look, it's some rockets and it's um. Yeehaw! We're... It's a stick with a reflective thing on the end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, oh look, it's, it's a shuttle. Yeah, yeah It's enough. a shuttle. Um, but from the time we turned up, it was so relaxed, and the girls just were absolutely enthralled by everything from the even a kid's playground with NASA badges and things. And in the Atlantis section, there's a little sort of climb in and out of an international space station where they were going. They spent hours just playing with the simulators and, and robot arms and climbing in and out of stuff absolutely brilliant really relaxed day out um, so yeah as much as we like Disney and Universal if you are going to Orlando I would thoroughly recommend Kennedy Space Centre and of course no sea creatures are, are harmed in the making of it no. um, also um, what interests me about the, the Space Centre did you actually get to meet Carl or Susan so were they there or I'm completely lost now. Uh, it's going to be a joke that's understood by our, our Australian Carl Kennedy's the man. He is the man. Uh, Susan Kennedy's not bad either. But, um, oh, it's not that like difficult to understand. It's not as if it's rock as ice, you know? Oh. You see, I'd have got it if you'd gone down the Nigel Kennedy route. Yeah. Yeah, but come on, that is a, that is a, that is no, he wasn't. He was Aston Villa. Oh, was he all right? Same, I, I same colours on club. Yeah. Yeah. Sarah Kennedy. What about Sarah Kennedy? Sarah Kennedy. Yeah. It, wrestling fans, Ken Kennedy. Oh. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. 
So, um, so that, that, I was very impressed. But um, yeah, we did everything else from SeaWorld to. Did you do SeaWorld, did you? Yeah. We didn't do it. I decided to hold my. Glitter. I, I decided to hold my opinion of the whole blackfish thing and give it the benefit of the doubt for their eco message and whatever goes on. And again, very relaxed, very good day. It was bloody hot that day, though. Yeah. Did you do the splash zone? Nah. Chicken. I, I I wasn't carrying the GoPro at the time. I had about fifteen hundred quid's worth of camera equipment on me. There was no <laughs> way I was going even near that. Um, but I like, yeah. Again, give it the rah rah. Stand up if you're a soldier. Everyone give you a clap. Um, did them. you? Um, did they still have the, the shows like they used to, or or yeah, they not? Yeah, there's a lot of shows. Little wave, whales jumping about. Okay. Um, some dolphins jumping about. No, no, uh, no, no Clyde and Seymour at the moment. Mm. I know, I know. That's Do you think he took them out the back and just shot them? They're not horses. <laughs> Fed them to whales. <laughs> See, we do feed them properly. We give them the food they're after, like seals and stuff. Uh, so, yeah, I, I was very impressed with Kennedy. Uh, I recommend that. So... Um, that, in a nutshell, that was my three weeks. But I'm sure over the next coming weeks, we'll we'll, we'll ramble more on about what we find um, works and what we'll do. Hints and tips and all that malarkey. No. Did you have barbecues? No, we weren't allowed them in our. Oh, we had a little barbecue, but we didn't. Uh, we didn't risk it. We, we, we weren't allowed them in our villa. So we could apparently we could have rented a gas barbecue and they would have delivered it and then taken it away afterwards. That's a bit dramatic, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, I reckon really? that's quite good. Really? Well, I, I, I'm, I'm would they clean it though? Uh, apparently it would have done. Oh, that's all right then, but, yeah. But I don't really like, shit it up. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, I got to the stage where it's like, I'm on holiday. I don't actually want to cook. I like barbecues and everything, but I didn't even make the wife cook for me. Wow. We, we, we had a villa, we didn't actually use the oven once. I think we used the toaster for, for a breakfast one morning, and that's about it. Hmm. What was the best meal you had then outside of the park? Outside of the park? Oh, down the 192, there was something called the Texas Roadhouse, Texas oh. Smokehouse. Yeah, Texas Roadhouse, yeah, I know that was the best. I think that's the one that's got its own sort of butchery. And as you walk in, there's slabs of raw meat <laughs> on a fridge in front of you. And yeah, you just walk in and say, I want that one. And oh. they, they cook it to your order. And it was absolutely stunning. Best, best, oh. best, best How big was it? Uh, I think I had a 12. Oh. And it's like, so, so would you like fries with that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. What do you reckon? Do you want any other side orders? Not really. <laughs> Meat, potatoes. It's oh, British wine. It is. Um, we had some, the, the wife, um, we, we went to the Bonefish Grill one night oh. as well. And uh, What'd they do? It is primarily seafood. The bone wildy fish. I, I, I can't be sarcastic. <laughs> and I knew that one was coming. I thought I'd leave that one for you. That's okay, thank you. 
<laughs> but uh, that's, that's, again, we didn't really have a bad meal. Um, Applebee's is a bit naff on the one and two. Uh, and I didn't really get on too well with Cracker Barrel. We didn't even do the Ponderosa this year. No. And I, I swear by the Ponderosa. I'll tell you what we did walk into. We went to... One night, one night we were driving around trying to find somewhere we could actually get into at the time of getting out of the park that we didn't have a three-quarter an hour wait for a table. And we found this little place called Sweet Tomatoes. Sweet Tomatoes. Tomatoes? Um, we walked in. It's a buffet. We sat down. We paid for our buffet for all of us. Very, very reasonable. We sat down. Nice service. Picked up our plates. Walked up and down. I didn't realise it was a bloody vegetarian restaurant. <laughs> My wife loved it. She was up and down with the salads. She's gluten-free anyway, so she was up and down with the salads and all the, everything she could get and some rice and some... Grass. Stuff. The kids were loving it because there was ice cream on tap for them. And I managed to find some clam chowder that had bacon in it and some dried bacon bits you put on a salad. Which, of course, <laughs> are actually soy. Yeah. So they get away with it. Oh, yeah. God, that's yeah. a, that actually, the worst. This is off topic, but talking about bad meals and stuff, the worst meal I ever had was going to an Indian restaurant at a time when I was still allergic to yogurt. So it meant my choices were already very limited in what I could have because of sauces. And then it was a vegetarian Indian restaurant. Oh. I had all night long uh, boiled rice and fried cheese. And I've never been able to touch it since. I can touch rice. Oh, I can marvelous. eat rice, but I cannot eat fried cheddar anymore. It's um, like going to a knocking shop and having a game of cards, you know? <laughs> that, well, that, that's the only kind of thing I'd do in a knocking shop. I don't know what else you'd we, do. We have some American listeners. Would you like to describe that for you? Do you think, or do you think knocking shop is a fairly international phrase? It, well, it should be, and if not, Google it. Um, <laughs> take yourself a uh, safe filter off. Um, just, just one thing. Um, I don't know if any of you... Uh, on this trip, during your your travels to City Walk, would have eaten at uh, Bubba Gump's Shrimp oh, Company. I did in October last year. Mm. Well, good news, everybody, right. uh, because as of the recording of this show, mm. uh, now what's when this is going out next week? Sometime soon, yeah. Yeah, no, so we get, November, December. This is our Christmas show. Happy Hanukkah. Um, we'll say for the sake of argument, it'll be going out early October. Um, the 1st of October um, saw the launch, the actual opening of Bubba Gump Shrimp in London. Oh, is it weird? Uh, I walked past it today to check out. It was actually there and not a mirage. And it was. It was fully operational. Literally opened on the 1st of October. Um, and there's no website. They're not taking reservations. <laughs> It is simply walking. Is it the um, same food at three times the price? Well, pretty much. Um, yeah. I had a quick, I had a quick look at the menu. I had a quick look at the menu um, because the one thing Mrs. Soap Dish loves more than anything else is coconut shrimp. Um, and I had to make sure that was on the menu because we're actually going to be going there this weekend. Um, and sure enough, it was. Now most of the stuff looked. Very familiar to me from what I've seen on the menus before, but you know, without comparing with an actual menu in front of me, you know, I can't say it's exactly the same. But it looked near as damn it. 
Um, and if you've ever been to a TGI Fridays or if you manage to get down to yeah. Planet Hollywood in London, yeah. you're looking at the same cost. Same. Yeah. You know, yeah, that kind of thing. So yeah. it is what it is. But yes, a bubblegum shrimp is now open in the UK. Snaps, a box of chocolates. Oh, on that note... Um... Swedish forest gum. I like yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Getting a Swedish massage from the uh, Swedish Prime Minister. There we go. Which, which will... <laughs> yeah, someone will catch on with that joke eventually. Um, so hang on, so like this is the this is the end of uh, episode one, part one. Episode one, part one, yeah. something yeah. like that. Yes. Com- Star Wars. Com- com- coming up in a very sh- in another soon episode. Uh, Paul D and Nick's trip reports, and then coming up in a show slightly further down because I've now got another idea for a show. Is having mentioned Happy Hanukkah, how come it's only Halloween and Christmas? Why aren't there any other? festivals oh. and how would disney celebrate with parades for any other festivals does anyone mickey, want mickey's yeah, not so kwanzaa party i think <laughs> from the swedish and now, a massage from the swedish prime minister I, I, i'm i'm looking for absolutely no characters in the parks because they've all gone on the hajj or something it's an interesting way of looking at it that's, that's for sure <laughs> oh dear right anyway mickey's not so scary by holiday monday parade <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, actually, saying that St David's Day, don't I do a parade for St David's Day in Disneyland Paris? Oh, probably, yes. You got don't some, do anything for King George, but St Patrick's Day, and I was trying to think, there'd, there'd be loads, but that's a, that's a whole other show. Yeah, show. I like in, it. In you need some time to prepare for that, and in that you need case, some time to drink for that one. <laughs> <laughs> yes. In that case, join us in the next episode for uh, uh, Mr. D and uh, Mr. Branch. Yep. Uh, yep. Thank you very much for joining us for this new episode of the new series of the all new. Exactly all the same as any other podcast. Just <laughs> after dark. I play this bit now. It hasn't changed much. Except I turn the volume down. It does get better, by the way, people. Please no, do it the podcast is nearly the same as all the others. Insert end of show witty statement here. Dead, ring Arthur Sodgen of Pristetin, the fastest funeral service in North Wales. We will get the deceased out of the house and down the chute within the hour. Free wine glasses with every certified stiff. Ring 0402187 if you're about to snuff it, and our Fiat 850 will be at your door within 10 minutes. Also, Danish and Scandinavian books. See everything. And now, a massage from the Swedish Prime Minister. And we're out. This Thank you very much. See you in a bizarre. few weeks' time. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs>